Hello. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, what's happening, man? I got you now. You got me You're right. I had to fix the Wi-Fi. Yeah, what's up, man? What's good? What's up, brother? So, um, I I used uh, the Facebook calling option. I guess you know that's kind of like Skype too. So we could try this out. <laughs> yeah, this one is. What, what is this? The Facebook thing? This is the Facebook one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It sounds, Does it work? Does it work? Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. Yeah. Let's let's roll with this one. Let's see what happens. If not, worst case scenario, uh, we could just do the like a regular phone call. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, let's, let's hit it. Yeah, cool, brother. Well, let me give you an intro, and we'll just start off right now. Thanks a lot, again, for taking the time, brother. Man, don't worry. I got your back. Thanks, bro. All right, here we go. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite Podcast with Freddie Correa. What's up, guys? You are listening to Thanks for the Invite Podcast. This is Freddie Correa. We are back. And today I'm very excited. I have a very special guest on the show today, uh, UFC Pioneer. He is a host of the Morningwood Podcast. Please welcome to the show, Dean Thomas, everybody. What's up, Dean? How you doing? Man, what's happening, I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good, my man. And I forgot on your intro, you're also on the new season and on the last season of Looking for a Fight with Dana White and Matt Sarah. Yeah, well, I'm definitely on the new season where we should be filming again. We already shot two episodes for season two. We should be filming some more within the next couple of weeks. And I did the last episode of the first season because they, uh, you know, I was the go-to guy. They got rid of a guy, and he was like, "Hey, who can do this?" And they called me up. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's the I'm one on with that. Sage Northcutt and uh, Mickey Gall. Dude, that well, that was the, that was the first season. That was the first but, um, season. Yeah. So uh, the last episode of the first season we saw. Who did we sign? Oh, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's a, he's a little decent fighter, a little Mexican kid actually. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, yeah. He, he actually just fought. Um, just recently, he lost actually, but um, mm. but uh, you know, I, listen, I can't control who wins and loses in this game. <laughs> no, we can't, man. That's the thing about no, UFC is, uh, yeah. you know, even the best, everybody, it, it happens, it loses. You know, I remember when I first started watching UFC, came from um, you know, Hispanic background, uh, very into boxing, and in boxing, you lose once or twice and you're done. And UFC and MMA, it's a different story. That's just a, that's just a stepping stone, you know. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, you're right about that. Like in boxing, it's very unforgiving. You lose a fight, and they're like, "Man, he's he's washed up. He's a can." And and you know, nobody wants to watch you fight no more. Promote people don't invest in you. In MMA, you lose a fight as long as you fought tough. People get behind you. You become a bigger star. Yes, it's more like how you fight as opposed to wins and losses. Very true. You know, some of our bigger stars have like you know just awful records in comparison to boxing. Yeah, very true, man. Very true. Now, Dean, I I met you. At LA Comedy Club, uh, several months ago, we did one show and recently another show with Adam Hunter. And, uh, you know, you killed it every time we've been up there. I'm usually introducing you on stage today on the podcast. Uh, and, but before, you know, we met, you know, take us back to the beginning, very beginning of the MMA history. How, what made you want to get into martial arts? Wow, yeah, that's we going way back. This was <laughs> we going 19, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk, real talk. Yeah, man, we go back to 1995. You know, um, I was just getting out of high school, and and my sister was, and I'm a small guy, so I'm just getting out of high school. And my sister shows me the video of 
UFC 2. And I'm watching this, and I'm watching this little Brazilian guy, you know, just destroy everybody he fought. And I'm thinking, you know, he's a little guy. I'm a little guy. Mm -hmm. So in 1995, I I watched this video and was like, I have to learn how to do that. Like, you know, because when you're small, you know, you walk around and, you know, I'm just getting out of high school and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what, you know, who knows what could happen. I get beat up in the street. You know, you pull up some knucklehead run up on you in the parking lot or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have to learn how to do this. But it wasn't as easily accessible as it is today. So I had to go around and find places that taught it, did it. And, you know, it was a struggle back then. Thing, I mean, this was, you know, 1995, you right. know, over 25, over 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. So trying to find places to, to learn how to fight was difficult. But, uh. But that's why I did it. It wasn't like a career path. It, I ended up u- using it as a career, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't a career path. It was just so that I didn't get beat up in the street. Right. And what, what you, what, so you didn't look at it as a career path. What was your career path at the moment? So, yeah, so at that time, I was actually, I was a barber. I used to cut hair. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I used to cut hair. So I would be in the barbershop knuckle cutting folks hey i mean it was just like the movie barbershop like that's how i worked so mm-hmm. i'd be in there just cutting up with people and having a good time yeah. and then after i get out of work i go i go train mm-hmm. and like i said it wasn't easily fine so like and and i was training like this little karate school but and they and everybody sucked so i was like <laughs> beating everybody up so but what i would do is i would watch videos and me and my buddies would go home and we'd be in the backyard and we'd be practicing these moves and learning teaching ourselves how to fight uh-huh. So, and I got a long, and honestly, I got a long way doing that. I got really far. Like I had made it all the way to Japan. Like my very first fight in Japan was in 1998 and basically teaching myself how to fight, watching videos. So oh. yeah, so I, I had fought in Japan and then in 2001, I fought, wow. I got my first call to fight in the UFC. I actually got a call to fight in the UFC in, uh, in year 2000 and to fight, uh, <clears throat> to fight Jens Pulver for the title. Yeah. For the lightweight title. And actually, I turned it down because I want to fight in Hawaii. Oh. So, um, so yes, yeah. So, I ended up fighting in UFC uh, 32 against BJ Penn. And who's fighting tonight? I'm actually going to watch him fight tonight. Yeah, and then, uh, me too. You know, the rest is history, man. The rest is history. It's just a weird how it works out, man, when you just got your heart set on doing something for the love of it and not necessarily for money or passion. Yeah. It's just weird, like, passion will take you so far in whatever you want to do. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Only, so only, when was it when you first did your first, uh, MMA, uh, professional fight in 90? My first professional fight was, yeah, it was in, it was, uh, it was in 98 actually. So like the, my very first year fighting professionally. Yeah, it was in 98. So my very first year fighting, I had fought amateur from 96 to 98 and in 98, I turned pro. Yes. And then the end of 98, I got a call, I got a call to fight in Japan. Uh-huh. And I fought a guy named Kao Uno. Kao Uno, who actually fought in the UFC a few times. And, uh, yeah, in, a, in an organization called Shuto. Okay. Yeah, it was good times, man. It was very it was very rugged, though. I mean, it wasn't like it is today. It wasn't as organized as it is today. It was rugged. Right. And there was no com- it was no commissions. Like, my first fight, I fought a guy who was 225 pounds. And I was 150 pounds. So <laughs> oh, it was... Shit. Yeah. And it, and it was in a bar. It was in a boxing ring yeah. inside in a bar. So, oh, it, okay. yeah, it was... Like blood sport. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like you show up and whoever's there, they just start making matches and 
you know, people are there watching, drinking beer, smoking, yeah. and you're just fighting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It, it was rugged. It's amazing, though, how in 95, you, you really got interested in, in getting into MMA. And only five years later, you get the call from UFC, you know, in 2000 to fight. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Only five years into it. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I tell you, like, I remember watching, um, like, getting into it. I was so, I was so just like obsessed with the UFC back then. Like I would watch every event mm -hmm. and I would like study every fighter. And I just, I knew everything about it. And I remember driving and I'm from South Florida and I remember driving to Birmingham, Alabama to watch my first UFC event, no hotel, just got in the car, drove up there, slept in the car, came back. And I remember standing in line in the in Birmingham UFC thinking one day people are going to be standing in line to watch me fight. And, mm -hmm. I, and I just always remember that moment and tell myself that moment. And it happened. You know, I mean, it really did happen Yeah, multiple times. So, like, I'm blessed, man. I am so blessed. My career has been so blessed. I cannot complain about it. Yeah, man. That's so cool. And how is the process from going amateur to pro? What What is that process? Is there, like, a license fee or something you have to pass? How does that work? Yeah, it, it, dep it depends on the state. Um, like now, like, and here's the thing is in MMA, like everybody's still learning cause it's still such a new sport. So like everybody's still kind of figuring things out and still learning about what to do. But each state has its own regulatory body. Mm. I'm from Florida. So in Florida, you got to have five amateur fights before you can turn pro. And, but it wasn't like that when I was coming up, there actually was no amateur. Um, there was no amateur sanctioning body when I was coming up. In fact, I'm partially responsible for them having amateur fights in Florida. I'll tell you that story in a second. Oh, yeah. But um, there was no amateur. Yeah, but So in Florida, you got to have five amateur fights. If you have a winning record, and then you can turn pro. You get your license to turn pro. Oh, so, so that's a requirement. you got to have a winning pro. record. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you got to have a but winning. Yes. And how, how did that happen with the amateur yeah. fights? How, how are you responsible for that? <laughs> well, here, like there were no amateur fights in Florida, so it was uh -huh. like a big jump. Like guys could just you could literally come off the street and fight. So what that means was like you could be fighting like a, a jiu jitsu black belt or a, some amazing kickboxer and just get your head kicked off. And and there was no again like amateur fights is to prepare you for professional. And it's you know there are more rules and it's a lot more safety involved and to see if you're ready or not. And there was nothing like that. So what so what I would do is before my fighters fought is i would have like smokers in the gym a smoker is just you know guys from the same school or you invite other schools to come in and and they'd fight in the gym and i did that and in my city they didn't know what that was nobody knew what it was and the cops came and thought that i was running this underground fighting organization and they arrested me and threw me in jail thinking that i was running an underground fighting organization oh, shit. and um which it wasn't. Again, it was just it was just a smoker. So then, you know, it out, and then they said, and then the state commission got involved. It was like, hey, you know what? We really need to have an amateur sanctioning body to sanction amateur fights in Florida because, you know, there really is no no way to, for these guys to get experience, and they're going out there and they're getting beat up. So there needs to be an amateur sanctioning body. So that's what happened. And I see, you know, a year later, Florida adopted amateur fights. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. And this is this is what ninety eight, 
when no this no this was, no this was this was more recent than that oh really this was um this was actually yeah oh my goodness yeah this was actually in um 2007 i think oh wow this happened wow. yeah this was yeah this was only this was only 10 years ago that this happened and you and you're so right about like a lot of people you know especially i would say um the younger kids out here uh they see UFC and it's always existent in their lifetime. But people like you and me, we saw like the birth of it in the 90s, the beginning of it. So it's and we see it that it's still growing. A lot of people don't understand that. It's like look at um, first UFC that ever happened in New York just recently. It's amazing to me that it's been yeah, that yeah. long and it's barely happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you're right, man. Like, kids grow up; they grow, they're growing up with the sport, so they don't know the evolution of it, and right. they realize it, that a lot of people still, like, even a lot of state commissions still don't 100% know what's going on. A lot of them still don't know a lot about about grappling; don't understand that, and a lot of things are changing. Like, they just adopted new rules for 2017, and yeah, it's still growing. It's still it's still a learning process. Yeah, and it's just weird to it's just weird to see you know these young kids that don't know that right you know? in fact we in fact i was talking to somebody yesterday about you know bj's fighting yair rodriguez and i think he's uh 24 years old i'm like damn i fought bj when he was like nine <laughs> you know what i'm saying like bj's been fighting along you know i mean it's just yeah. it's just weird to think about that like the evolution of the sport and how deep i'm involved in it and how like you know there's young kids coming up that just have no idea about how what we went through in order to make it what it is today yeah yeah it's it's true man when you start thinking about so many things out there that the young kids don't realize that it's new it's like just look at cell phones to them they've always had cell phones you got little three-year-olds playing with touch screens you know (laughs) yeah tell me about like my kid like my kid he's got i just bought him the iphone and he with it i'm not as savvy as he is and i'm thinking like man when i was and everybody's like oh you gotta have a phone you gotta have a phone i'm like man when i was growing up i didn't have a phone Mm-mm. you know like why do i need a phone in order to get around i didn't have a phone when i was growing up like traveling <laughs> without a phone i had a i used a road map you know yeah we didn't have phones we didn't have this it wasn't easily accessible for us i had to stop it i got a page had to stop at the pay phone <laughs> you had a pager <laughs> yeah these kids yeah yeah i had, I had a pager you know what I'm saying? You get the page of the little girl hit you with the, you know, the one four three on it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, man. Different th- times. My brother Different had times. one of those see through pages. Remember those? Oh yeah, the little see through pager. <laughs> the whole thing light up your whole pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dang, I forgot about that. I forgot about pagers, man. They they were they were here and gone so quick. All of a sudden, yeah, they were. They as, were, yeah, they were only popular for a couple of years. Yeah, as soon as they invented uh, texting, when they started introducing texting in that Nokia phone, uh, it was yeah, over. The, 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 yeah, that uh, that Nokia. What was the Nokia? The one was like the walkie-talkie thing. Oh uh, no, that was the Nextel. That was yeah, Nextel. That was everybody a, had that little Nextel chirp. Yeah, yeah, chirp. I remember that too. <laughs> no, the Nokia one was that one with uh, you could play that game Snake. With the, with the note, oh with, yeah, with the keypad, you, you two was up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's crazy. The good old you, days of life. I know, man. It's crazy when you start thinking about all these things that five, even five years ago or ten years ago, 
we didn't have like I think the iPhone didn't the iPhone come out what iPhone one was like two thousand six maybe two thousand seven. I think so. Yeah, because even it ten years ago, like ten years ago we were we didn't all have iPhones. Um, if anything, I only remember a few friends that had an iPhone when it first came out, and it was because it was uh, exclusive only to AT and T. So everybody else was stuck with the yeah with the regular touch, you know, little buttons. We all had buttons on our phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember getting my first one with the touch screen. I was excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for a while, oh, man, good time. Yeah, man. For for a while, these touch when the touch screen started imitating the iPhone, they were just garbage. But now, you know, I got an Android. It's you know, I love it. It's great. You do so much. Yeah, with it's it. legit. Yeah, it's legit. We're doing an internet call through Facebook right now, doing a podcast. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, but now um, I was uh, I was listening to you on uh, Jim Norton, Matt Sarah's podcast recently, uh, yeah, and uh, the UFC podcast, and you you were talking about that you have a new sandwich coming out. You want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> Oh yeah. So I do I also do a radio show. Um I'm a co host on this radio show called Josh Conan the Home Team. Yeah. It's on the ESPN West Palm. So it's a sports radio show. And uh and one of the endorsers decided to come out with a sandwich named after me. Yeah. And we had a little contest on see what would be in the sandwich. Yeah, it's in a yeah, it's like it's brisket and like melted Swiss cheese and, and bacon over the top. So if you're if anybody's in South Florida, um the, the restaurant is a PA barbecue and grill. Go by and order the Dean Thomas. And, uh, yeah, it's an amazing sandwich. You know, it, it won hands down the contest as far as uh, best sandwich. So, Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just found that it's, um, it's all over the place in, in, in uh, South Florida, huh? It's B, um, yeah. PA it's a pretty, it's barbecue. It's a pretty large uh, restaurant chain in South Florida. Yeah, yeah PA, PA barbecue. PA Park barbecue. Avenue barbecue and grill. Park Avenue Barbecue and Grill. There it is. Yeah, I just found it. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm going to be going to Florida soon. I'm going to visit my sister. She lives in Miami. So I'm going to look for this place. I'm going to get oh, that really? sandwich. Yeah, you got to come by, man. We got to. Oh, yeah. Listen, anytime you come by Florida, you should come by and hang out, man. And, you know, kick it. Come to the gym. and. Oh, we'd love to, bro. Meet some of those dudes and kick it. Yeah. yeah what what sure. part of Florida are you at? Well, I'm in West Palm. So that's like an hour from Miami. I'm in West Palm and. But the gym is in Coconut Creek. I mean, everything is, you know, relatively simple to get around in Miami. Yeah. Everything goes north north and south. So, Oh, that's cool, man. It's pretty I, simple to that, get around. Yeah. I'm glad I brought this up then. then yeah, we're gonna, me and my wife, we're going to be going out there soon. So we'll, I'll definitely hit you up, brother, and we'll hang out. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that. Yeah, brother. Um, now, what, what are, as far as, um, oh, before I... Uh, I get into this other question I have about fitness. I want to ask you about your podcast. You have you and Tyron Woodley have a podcast called Morning Wood Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, people can find that on yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud, all the podcast avenues. Um, when did you guys start doing this podcast? We started doing this uh, probably about a year ago, I'd say mm -hmm. a little less than a year ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a project we've been talking about doing for about, two years but we finally just buckled down and said hey man let's just get it done let's just start doing it yeah and uh and we've had some pretty good success with evil you know but this year we really want to try to invest a little bit more time into it and really see if we can't push it a little further but you know we've had a lot of success with it and it's given especially tiring because he's a very misunderstood athlete 
it's given him more of a platform to kind of express himself, his true self. And uh, for me, it's just, you know, I just I just like talking trash all the time. You know, so. <laughs> but for him, it's just for him. It really gives him an opportunity to express his feelings and yeah. and, uh, and get his true message out there. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we've been doing well. And uh, yeah, so for anybody listening, want to hear what, what Champ got to say or hear what I got to say, the Morning Wood Show. Yeah. With these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got, you're up to the 43 episodes. That's pretty good, man. You guys, you guys look like you're hitting hard. I see the, every time you guys post them several times yeah. a month. Um, who, what kind of guests have you guys had on there? Or is it just both of you uh, guys? Yeah, we, no, nah, we, well, it depends. Like we've had some of our, our best shows. We've had uh, Dominic Cruz on there. And I mean, he was just an amazing guest. We have Dominic Cruz, uh, Mighty Mouse. Um, wow, Uriah Faber. Yeah, I mean, you know, the kind of a who's who of the MMA world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a really a really cool experience to get to talk to a lot of these guys because when I first you know being involved in a game, you don't really get to know a lot of fighters, and and what you what you do know of them is kind of like you know it's tension involved, like because you're going they're competition. But yeah. now me sitting on the outside. I'm not looking at these guys like competition. So I give them a fair judgment. Yeah. And like for years, like I've always, I've always had like something against your favor. I was like, for some reason I just was like, I didn't know him. So I was like, you know, I don't really like him. But yeah. having him on the show and getting a chance to hear what he really had to say and talk to him, I got to know him and I think he's a good dude. I really like him. Same thing with Dominic Cruz. Like you see Dominic Cruz, he comes off as kind of like a, uh, you know, when you hear him talk, he kind of talks like he's a little arrogant and uppity and, like he knows it all, but when you get to talk to him, man, he's a really good dude, and he's really intelligent, which explains why he feels like he knows it all. Because at some level, he does. Mm-hmm. He's really intelligent. So yeah, having these guys, having these guys on the show, has been really cool. Oh, that's amazing, man. That's pretty cool. I'll be um, well. Now that you guys have been doing the podcast for about a year now. It's always cool to hear, you know, other fighters that have a podcast as well, and you do like a crossover because then you're listening to their podcast, and you're like. Oh, I want to go listen to their podcast now. And that's how I grew in podcasts. Like I first started listening to uh, like Joe Rogan and from Joe Rogan, all the people he would bring on Adam Hunter, you know, you, yeah. Tate Fletcher, yeah. you know, you just start crossing, you just go listen to their podcast. So it's pretty cool, man. I would love to hear uh, Tate Fletcher on your show, man. I saw you tweeted at him yesterday. Yeah, man. Like, you know what? I'm not opposed to it. I, like for me, I feel like we should get as many people as we possibly can. And not only just in the the realm of of, uh, of MMA, like I would love to have I'd love to have you on as a comedian. Oh, thanks, you know what man. I'm saying? Like yeah. I would love to just cross over and, and, and explore as many avenues as I can, because I think all important. And at the end of the day, like what we do is all entertainment. Right. So I'd, lo- I'd love to get it. In fact, I'm going to reach out to Tate, see if I can get him on soon. Oh, that'd be great, man. That'd and be- I'm hoping and and I'd love to. And again, I'd love to get you on soon, yeah. too. So I would love to do I- it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can set that up. Yeah, maybe we could do a, like a little um, uh, workout or something at your gym and then uh, talk about how I got my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, we could film that, put video up along with the podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, right on, brother. Um, now, um, as, uh, since we talk, as I mentioned fitness, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I created a Facebook group with like – several Las Vegas comedians and, and, and friends. Uh, and, uh, 
this group on Facebook, it's meant to encourage each other to lose weight and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, I mean, you, you seem like someone you've been fit most of your life, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is something since you haven't been in, I would say like in a, in some of the positions, some of my fat friends in Vegas, <laughs> my fat comedian friends, <laughs> you haven't been in their body. But what's something that you like to do as far as working out routine that you would recommend to stay healthy? You know, I'll tell you what is, man, like, I don't like working out. Mm. I, in fact, I despise it. Actually, I don't like it. And that's why I train oh. because it gives me an objective. So like the workout is kind of like the the byproduct of doing what I like to do. Yeah. So like just, just typically training jujitsu. Yeah. Just, so just like training jujitsu or, or sparring with a guy, just moving around with a guy. That's mm-hmm. kind of my workout because I like doing that. Yeah. And, and I think that for anybody who, yeah, like I think the first thing you got to do when you, when you work out is you got to find something that you actually like to do. So mm-hmm. like when people say go, uh, running on the street, like I, I don't want to run on the street. I'm like, that's boring. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. So I'm never going to do that. You know, lifting weights, like lifting weights is boring to me. So I'm, I'm never really, I do it sometimes, be, you know, just maintenance, but you know, it's boring to me really. So I don't like doing that, but working out with guys and, you know, you know, sparring a little bit, moving around, doing jujitsu, that's fun to me. So if you having fun, is staying so, but that's just me. You know, yeah. some people like to lift weights. Some people are, are very proactive about the way they lift weights. So if you like and enjoy that, enjoy that, mm-hmm. do that. If you like to play basketball, yeah. do that. So find an activity that you like to do and just go ham with it. Find an activity, go ham, and the byproduct is, is you will get in shape. That's you know what? That's great advice right there, man. That's that's very good advice. I have a buddy uh, that just got into jujitsu about a little over a year ago. He lost a shit ton of weight, bro. Just because he just loves doing that, and he he hates working out. He told me yeah. the same thing. Yeah, my buddy Ian, he's like he hates running. I'll tell you, most people that work out don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Who who likes running? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> just fucking up your joints. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to run. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Running the shit is boring as hell. One of that. Yeah. <laughs> so for you ladies listening, if you like doing Zumba, get into Zumba. If you like dancing, lose some weight like that. <laughs> Yeah. And um, did I lose you right here? It's cutting off. Hey, Fred, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. It cut off, huh? Hey, listen. Yeah, I, I'm cutting out because I'm. If you want, we can probably continue to record. But I, the service inside this is terrible. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cutting off pretty bad. You said it. you got to take off, brother. Hello? Yeah, I got to take off, but I mean, if, yeah, you there? Yeah, yeah. Hello, we're losing Dean. Hello? Hey, brother, we're, we're losing Yo. you. The signal's, the, the signal's pretty bad. I'm losing you. I can't hear you. You there? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Going to this holding cell, so I'm going to lose you totally. Okay. If you want to, um, yes. Like, you're cutting off, bro. Uh, oh, we're losing Dean. So the signal has dropped live on the air, guys. But it was a great conversation with Dean. I'm gonna send him a message, 
and uh, we could do a part two for this podcast. Uh, let's see. It says Facebook is asking me to rate the quality of this phone call. I th- I'm going to give it a five. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I've never tried it before. Usually I get people to get Skype, um, you know, when we podcast uh, Skype or Facebook, you know, like, no, no, not Facebook. Um, you know, on the iPhone, you know how you could do FaceTime. Um, but you could do audio only. The sound is really good because it's through Wi-Fi. So it, it, you know, as long as you're not losing packets, it sounds really good. I noticed that like, um, and Joe Rogan was talking about this too recently that the, when you make a phone call, they haven't really improved how a phone call sounds. You could talk to somebody on the phone and it still sounds, you could tell somebody's on the phone, but like with Dean right now, I have him on Facebook, a uh, phone call and it just sounds really clear. It sounds almost like, like he's just in another room or something, but it doesn't sound like an actual phone call. You can kind of get what I mean. That's why I've always preferred whenever I do these kind of calls, like when, when I did it with Miss Cleo, you know, it's always better to do it through uh voice over IP. I'm kind of getting a little technical over here, like a little nerd talk, but um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, that was the first attempt at doing Facebook phone calls. Um, and it was pretty good. I thought it sounded great. It, the, the only thing that sucks about that is, is that you got to have internet. So like right now, Dean was walking into a building where, you know, the, the internet wasn't that strong. So you're going to have a massive amount of packet loss and you're going to have interruption on your phone call. And that's what you just experienced this right now. Um, this is one of those things that like happen, technical difficulties. You always hear people talk about, and usually people like to edit shit like this. I'm not going to edit not one goddamn thing. This was pretty cool. I think I thought it was pretty cool. I was talking, rambling by myself. Next thing you know, Dean was having issues with the, his signal. So he dropped off, but we got to do a good, almost half hour of, uh, some good stories of uh, Dean, how he got started in MMA. You know, one of the things that he left off when he was talking is that in his podcast, he, he has a lot of fighters that uh, he, he, um, he just knew of, or he would see them in, 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 at the matches, but he didn't know who they were, their personality. But uh, he got to know them through his podcast with Tyrone Woodley, uh, Morning Wood podcast. He got to know them personally, you know, so that's pretty cool, man. Um, and it's pretty cool to get to know Dean because I just knew him through comedy because that's something we didn't even talk about. Um, we'll talk about it in the future. But he got he got into comedy, man. He's doing comedy now as well as training and coaching the radio show he has. He's doing a bunch of things, man. This guy is a busy guy. But all I knew from him was from comedy. I didn't know. I just got to know a lot more about him, how he got started. And you guys did as well. So I think that's pretty cool. It's so cool to have, uh, you know, people on podcasts and getting to know them personally more. It's like um, my buddy, Shay Rollins, you know, uh, I know him through his father, uh, David Nunez. They're from bluestreakradio.com. And I've had him on the podcast a few times and we've gotten to know each other more, you know. Um, now... Uh, Shay Rollins asked me to, I asked them on, on Facebook, um, what would they like me to ask Dean Thomas? And, uh, he, I didn't get to ask these questions. Um, but he said, uh, ask him about the time he challenged Chris Brown to a fight with the whole Rihanna thing. 
and um so that's pretty cool <laughs> I, I i didn't know if that was true or he was just fucking around um but i looked it up and it's true uh apparently when um chris brown the whole thing happened with rihanna you know when he he beat up rihanna uh, after the grammys or before on their way to the grammys apparently uh dean called out chris brown and i just found it too so let me see hopefully there's no commercial playing right here um and i'll play it for you i'm playing it through youtube on my phone let's see if this works Says UFC veteran Dean Thomas calls out Chris Brown. It doesn't really matter. I can fight in a cage, a ring, a parking lot. I don't really care. I give another shout out. But before I go, I want to judge one situation. You know, the Chris Brown Rihanna situation. You know, it's not cool to put your hands on girls. So Rihanna, if you need somebody to kick his ass, holler at me. <laughs> See, thank you, brother. Damn. Hi, Dean Thomas. So Dean Thomas called out Chris Brown. See, that's something I didn't know. Thank you, Shay. Shay Rollins. Um, yeah, I had no idea about that, man. So that's pretty cool. Next time I'll have him on the podcast, we'll we'll ask him about that. Um, Westwoods, my buddy Westwoods from Ohio, he he sent me a question for Dean. Um, but it was so long while I was doing the podcast with Dean. I didn't want to get distracted in reading this long-ass fucking paragraph Westwood sent me. <laughs> he sent me a, a long-ass question, a well-written question, by the way. So shout-out to Westwood. But he posted. Um, the, the problem was that it happened during the podcast. If I would have read this before the podcast, I would have been prepared. But um, next time I have Dean, I'll ask him this question. He said, ask him if he thinks he would come out of retirement if Matt Sarah would also come out of retirement for one more fight due to controversy on the judge putting Thomas score in the slot designated for Sarah on the scorecards. Ooh, that's a good question. Really good question. And how much trash, if any, did Sarah's camp give Thomas about the split decision win? Wow. That's great question. Westwoods. Fuck too bad. <laughs> too bad. Uh, we lost communication with Dean. Um, but, um, I'll ask him next time, brother. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I left a comment on his question and said, give me the short version. I didn't even say give me. I just said short version. <laughs> That's how hard it is to multitask. When you're fucking talking, having a conversation and trying to talk, put out a, 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 a sentence. I spoke like a, like, I didn't even say, can you please give me a short version of the question? I just like caveman out. I just like short version. <laughs> just fucking, fucking caveman talk. But um, that's a great question right there. So I'm glad I'm reading these questions towards the end of the podcast because this is something we could uh, look forward to asking Dean in the next episode. He's he's a really cool guy, isn't he, guys? He's such a cool guy. I've always heard about him. I've heard him. You know, they've talked about him on Punch Drunk Sports. You know, Joe Rogan has mentioned him uh, talking about UFC in the past, uh, you know, and and to see him on this new show, Looking for a Fight, which is such a cool show, man. It's like, uh, you know, the UFC have done so many, you know, they have the Ultimate Fighter reality show. That's what really fucking helped the UFC blow up, you know, when people, because everybody's so fucking hooked on reality TV that, you know, the show uh, Ultimate Fighter, it showed 
people training, you know, coming from, you know, their backstory, where they're coming from and how they have a dream to pursue fighting, you know, and I don't know how many seasons that is in now, but it's been a successful show. You know, you've seen a lot of great people come out of that. Nate Diaz, uh, you know, Tate Fletcher was on that. Um, Kimball Slice, Brendan Schaub, you know, so many people have been on the show now looking for a fight. If you haven't seen it yet, you could look it up on YouTube. Um, just type in looking for a fight. That's how I, I talk when I'm typing at the same time. Um, but yeah, they have the, all the seasons right here. Um, I really like the episode. I mentioned it. Uh, the one with Dean Thomas where they they discover um, Sage Northcutt and Mickey Gall. And uh, I'm always afraid of saying Mickey Gall. But I don't know, is it Mickey Gall or Mickey Gall? Fuck, I don't know. But, yeah, that's a really good episode, guys. So if you want to start with one episode, start with that one. Look up the one that has a picture of Dane talking to Sage Northcutt. And, and guys, I'm very excited to check out the Morning Wood podcast. So I'm going to be subscribing to that now um, since I'm a podcast-aholic. I love listening to podcasts. So make sure you, you subscribe to that with Dean Thomas and Tyrone Woodley. I want to say happy new years to everybody. This is the actual, the first actual podcast I recorded for 2017. Um, last week I released the episode with Eric Myers, Tommy Savvy and Kate Quigley and Eric Lewin. Uh, that was a really fun episode guys. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go to thanks for the invite, uh, podcast, look it up on iTunes, Stitcher radio. It's episode 120. Really good episode, guys. Um, super fun. And make sure you check out Kate Quigley's new podcast as well. Uh, not, well it's not new, but it's called Date Fells. So make sure you check that out. Um, this is going to be a fun year, guys. We have a lot of exciting things we're going to be doing. Um, I, already, I mean, I ended the year with some strong guests. You know, Rodrigo Torres Jr., uh, started the year with another strong guest, Kate Quigley. So, uh, you know, it was an amazing year. Got to know a lot of my fellow comics in Vegas. Got to set up my podcast studio finally. Um, now it's just a matter of getting busy and, and starting to have uh, more people on the show. Um, we're, we have some plans of doing a live Thanks for the In My Podcast as well. Me and Roberto were at uh, Brandon Guchan's Rise to a Fan live podcast. And he invited us to open for him. He has a really nice venue where they have a stage, great microphones, uh, great sound system. And uh, they do games on the live podcast. They give prizes away. They do it once a month. And they do theirs at 8.30 p.m. And Brandon Guchan invited me and Roberto to be uh, the opening act. So we're going to be doing a podcast at 7 p.m. before their show for about an hour. And we'll be doing what we usually do, but live with live uh, audience. So how about that? Huh? How about that? That's right. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. Looking forward to that. Um, I'm excited to have Gooch on the show. Brandon Hahn. R check out his podcast, by the way. It's called Rise to Offend Podcast. Uh, I'm going to be on that podcast very soon as well. Uh, really cool guy. One of Las Vegas, uh, uh, pioneers in comedy, I would say, uh, obviously we all know, um, you know, before it was Sam Tripoli 
and uh, Brandon, you know, they started around the same time, you know, out here in Vegas. And uh, then you have people like uh, Brant Tobler, Booyah, you know, a lot of people that started in the early 2000s. But Brandon, he's been doing it for a while, man. Same as Sam Tripoli. And, of course, we know Doug Stanhope in the 90s, before there was a comedy scene in Vegas, local comedy scene, he's the one that pioneered it. But Brandon is a pioneer as well, man. That second generation of of comedians. Um, and he his podcast is amazing, dude. It's uh, Rise to Offend Podcast. Make sure you check that out. Bobby Wayne Stotts, who's, who we had on the show, he's a, he's also a, a co-host on that. And, oh, guys, there's a new podcast out here in Vegas. I've been telling people, I want, I want to see Vegas more like L.A., New York, as far as podcasts go. We have the talent. We have great comics out here. I want to see more podcasters. Not a lot of podcasters, you know? And, um, and uh, it's pretty cool to, to have uh, fellow friends that I've had on the podcast start their own, and they're killing it. So I want to give a special announcement. My friend Jocelyn Sharp and Tyler Jolly have a new podcast called The Jolly Sharp Hour. And that's already on iTunes. They're seven episodes deep, son. Seven episodes, guys. Um, I heard episode six is really good with Devin Sheffield. I've had him on the podcast as well. Apparently, he got really drunk on the show. It's going to be entertaining. Um, And episode seven, Gooch. Brandon Gooch Han. From Rise to Offend Podcast, he's on it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jocelyn, she's been working with Sam Tripoli a lot lately on the Naughty Show. She just recently did a, a show with Sam Tripoli, Joe Rogan, Brandon Schaub, uh, Brian Callen. Uh, uh, fuck. So many, so many great comics. I mean, at the Comedy Store, guys. How fucking amazing is that? So now she has a podcast with Tyler Jolly. So I'm excited to see the kind of guests they're going to have on their show, you know, especially having, I want to see them have uh, Sam Tripoli. How amazing is that going to be? So big shout out to them, guys. I'm really proud of them. And I, I just wish whatever town you're in, start a podcast, get, get going. You know, this is a year. This is your fucking year. Uh, stop postponing it. You heard Dean Thomas and Tyrone Willie. They were talking about doing it for like two years or something. Finally, they just did it. That's all it takes. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Um, here we go. I just got a, a message from Dean Thomas on Facebook. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, he's he's busy, man. Uh, it says, well, I, I forgot there's a fight tonight, so it's a busy day for him tonight. BJ Penn's going to be fighting. Um, it says He said, uh, so, damn, man, sorry. I went to a little holding cell before boarding the bus to the fight. And it has zero service. If there's anything else you wanted to capture, we can try again in a few minutes. Then I, when I get to the venue, when I, oh, okay. So he's saying you could reconnect. I'm going to send him a message and it'll be better if we postpone this and plan it for another day. Um, I thought this was a great episode, guys. You get to capture um, real moments, real live moments that happen. So yeah, we got disconnected. But that shit happens. That's real life. You know, you don't you don't see that kind of shit on CNN. You don't see that kind of shit on TV or on famous radio shows on Sirius and satellite radio. But guess what? 
on Thanks for the Invite podcast, you get to see the real deal. How about that? Huh? Huh? All right, guys, before I go crazy like Kanye West, um, big shout out to Dean Thomas. Thank you so much, brother, for being on the show today. Please, everybody, subscribe to Thanks for the Invite podcast. Give us a five-star rating. This was a short one, a short episode, nice and juicy. We'll be back with uh, a great episode with Tyler Jolly, Shauna Christmas, Tino Sanchez, Roberto Rosco. This is a good one, guys. This is going to be coming up next on Thanks for the Invite, and it was one of those where we got drunk. This was recorded towards the end of uh, December. We got drunk and drunker and drunker through, during the podcast, and we just got crazy and wild. It was really good, guys. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy that one, but I want to put this one up first because it's the beginning of the year. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of the week. Have a blessed week. Enjoy the fight tonight uh, with BJ Penn. And all right. Guess what? I'm out. Peace, bitches. Freddie Korea signing off. All right. Go to freddiecorea.com and find my social media. Add me on Snapchat, Instagram, Pornhub. I don't give a fuck. All right. Peace. <laughs>